Fellowship and VIX stands for Vaccine Information Coalition. You're listening to Progressive Radio Network, the most listened to commercial free and truth radio program in the world. My name is Renee and the title of our show is What in the Cell is Going On? We're on every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, which could be accessed live on prn.fm or later on the front page of our vacinfo.org website. We are so blessed today to have another uh, visit with Joy Garner. Are you there, Joy? I am here. Good morning. Hey, sweetheart. It's so nice to hear your voice again. Um, Joyce is from the controlgroup.org. If any listeners are from, you know, last year, we had her on uh, quite a few times. We had her back this past August as well. Um, But she's with the controlgroup.org, and she's going to be giving us amazing updates that I'm very anxious to hear. (laughs) Okay, well, let me dive right in. Um, So on uh, December 14th, um, we filed a federal lawsuit demanding the prohibition of all forms of discrimination against Americans based on their vaccination status. Um, obviously if we win here, we can help the rest of the world, but we have to get some territory. We have to take care of our own backyard, uh, first. The case number is, uh, 220-CV-02470-2020-0004. It's in the U.S. District Court. Uh, Eastern District of California, Sacramento. Our judge is a Bush appointment. Um, he was born in 1938. Um, he might, he might be. I mean, we know what uh, Bush was about in retrospect. Uh, a lot of people pretty much understand that now. But um, it was during a time when Bush had to at least give the appearance that he was making good judge appointments. So we're very hopeful. Uh, our judge's name is Shub. He was born in 1938. We believe that he might be the only judge on the entire roster for that district that would do the right thing on this case. So we, right now we feel very fortunate that that's the judge we were assigned. Uh, the case name is uh, Joy Garner versus Trump. Um, I might be at this time the only MAGA in the country, and I am. I'm sorry if that offends anybody, but I am MAGA. Um, I might be the only MAGA in the country that is currently suing our our POTUS. Um, however, this is for, to alert him to the facts, mm-hmm. and we do expect a swift settlement on this issue uh, with our president. Um, and this is because we do not believe that President Trump is on board uh, with the depopulation of the United States through vaccination, um, which is what our evidence is showing vaccines are actually doing to America. Uh, it's a soft kill, slow death, misery. The only alibi this killer has, the, the vaccines, is that most of the conditions that it causes in people are not immediately diagnosable because it's a, it's a slow, progressive problem once you destroy someone's immune system and train it to attack that victim's own tissues. So um, 
the basis for this, uh, the legal positioning of this is basically that all vaccines are experimental. And in particular, uh, this new one, nobody can argue that this new uh, COVID vaccine is not experimental. It's clearly experimental. It was approved by the FDA for emergency use only because it is still experimental. Um, now, if you were to be discriminated against because of your refusal to uh, serve as an experimental medical subject, that would be a clear violation of the 13th Amendment uh, against servitude, slavery, which doesn't only apply to people with a certain skin color. It is just plain old illegal to induce anybody into servitude in the United States of America. Serving as an experimental medical subject is optional under the 13th Amendment. And you cannot be discriminated against because of your refusal to serve as an experimental medical subject in the United States. Um, now, lately we've seen SCOTUS interpret the Constitution to mean that um, the United States can just be handed over to uh, a foreign power and that rigged elections are completely constitutional. That is what SCOTUS has recently tried to tell the American people is the case. But they're wrong. Uh, SCOTUS, back in Lincoln's day, uh, interpreted the Constitution to mean that slavery was legal in the United States. That was the Dred Scott case. Um, in the end, it was a duly elected president, President Lincoln, to whom the people had granted the ultimate power to enforce the Constitution through control over the military, uh, who, whose interpretation of the Constitution won. So um, SCOTUS is not actually the final arbiter of what the Constitution and its plain language actually means. The final arbiter is actually a duly elected president. Um, I am really freaked out right now by uh, Pence going on television as a vaccine salesman to take the injection, which we all know was not the real thing, um, in order to push the COVID vaccine. Um, but there's an awakening happening kind of because of that activity. Um, so anyway, there are many layers to this chessboard because ultimately the only way we save this country is for this country to wake up. That's right. And we're, That's right. we're we at a pivotal really point videos. right now. We just added two uh, good videos to the website this morning about the nurse. I'm sure you've seen the nurse that passed out after getting the vaccination. And then also yeah. a great video underneath that, right on the front page of the vacinfo.org website, we have uh, doctors around the world issuing a dire warning not to get the COVID vaccine. So we have that whole video and it oh, is good. Yeah, we're, we're, we're making progress. The, uh, Turning Point Conservative uh, 
I think it was SAS down in Florida with Charlie Clerk or Charlie uh oh Charlie Kirk oh I forget his name, but anyway, Tucker Carlson and a bunch of conservatives were barreling through there, uh Dinesh D'Souza, all the the big name conservative uh promoters and Charlie Kirk, that's his name. Charlie Kirk decided to use his time to bring on some truth teller whistleblower doctors. Um, and they spent about an hour with that college audience. It was a huge audience uh, and lots of views online uh, talking about the dangers of the COVID vaccine. One of the interesting things that the female doctor pointed out on the panel was that the only studies that have been done uh, on animals with this particular type of vaccine uh, specific to COVID uh, viruses was on ferrets, I think she said. Mm-hmm. And um, she said that the majority of the animals that received the injection were at least initially looked like they were okay. But the problem came when they were later uh, exposed to the virus naturally, <clears throat> at which time they all died. So now we hear that a new strain is on the rise. I believe, just deductive reasoning here, I believe that the way they're going to explain away why all these vaccinated people died from a COVID virus, you know, later died when they got exposed naturally to COVID, is they're going to say, well, it's the new strain that killed them because they couldn't possibly have died from it since they were vaccinated from with the last thing. Mm -hmm. So that's what I believe they're pre arranging as cover for how all of these vaccinated people are going to suddenly die. Um, It apparently the vaccine preps your system so that when you later come into natural contact with a coronavirus, um, that would otherwise have been harmless in your system. Now your body will overreact and you'll go into hyperinflammation. Your brain will inflame. You won't be able to breathe and you'll die. Mm-hmm. And then so this is another way they can MRNA. separate the actual injection from the dead body. Okay. Yeah. So they give you the injection that sets you up. They don't want a shot that just kills everybody right when they get it. Because they're not going to be able to get too many people to take that shot. So this is a two-stage process. Mm-hmm. They inject you and then later, but, but with the regular vaccines that are already on the market, they're upset because it's taking too long to lower the population and meet their sustainable, sustainable development goals. Mm-hmm. through ordinary vaccines. Um, it's taking too long. They just, they want this over with. And I'm telling you, this CV thing is the final solution. Yeah. I'm telling you it is. Um, the The other thing that they talked about, the, this panel um, on the, uh, the conservative turning point um, thing, which was so encouraging to me because I'm seeing that uh, Trump supporting types that are MAGA, 
they are the least likely to trust the mainstream media. And from what I am seeing, they are the most awake. They are the least likely to agree with the mask mandates and the shutdowns. And they are the most likely to fight those things. And so although we have a strange kind of optics game about the pandemic going on in D.C. at the, you know, in the coming from the White House um, at this stage, I also see that the side effect of it is actually more of an awakening, accelerating. So um, it's a chess game, you know. Mm. But we're calling yeah, our lawsuit calls Trump to the carpet. Awesome. It's uh, he's the only defendant. He's the only one with the power to issue the executive orders that need to be issued. Right now, we're living in a country where 60 percent of those over the age of 18 are suffering chronic, disabling and even deadly conditions including 48% over the age of 18 in the United States are now suffering some form of heart disease, which, by the way, um, is actually an immune disorder. We've been lied to. It is an immune disorder, heart disease. 48% of vaccine-exposed Americans are now suffering from some form of heart disease after the age of 18. And the shocking thing is how many younger adults are now suffering heart disease, people in their 20s, 30s, and 40s, which was almost completely unheard of just a couple decades ago. Mm-hmm. Um, now, with the control group study, we proved definitively that vaccines are absolutely causing these health conditions in the vaccine-exposed population by deductive reasoning, logic, by actually looking at the numbers. Um, our graphs came in. Uh, with p-values, basically a p-value is probability value. So, for instance, if you were going with the highest standard of proof required in any field of science, you would go to CERN, the world's largest particle physics lab. And they have a about 1 in 3,500,000 uh, p-value uh, for their tests to, prov- to prove the existence of a theoretical particle. In other words, they run the test um, so many times, and if they see the same phenomena, and the odds say that there's only a 1 in 3,500,000 chance that that was a coincidence, that you saw that phenomena, then that's going to prove the existence of this theoretical particle that they can't grasp. Um, in our case, the p-values came up a one in, only one in over 84 sextillion, that's like 82 zeros, um, odds that vaccines are innocent, that vaccines did not cause this difference in health outcomes between the vaccinated and unvaccinated adults in our study. Uh, the p-values are even stronger in the uh, cohort uh, comparisons for children. So basically, if you were to take uh, forensics, say, in a, a, a murder trial, if, there's, if, if your forensics shows that there's only a 1 in 100,000 
chance that that guy was not at the scene of the crime. You've pretty much proven uh, beyond a reasonable doubt that this guy was at the scene of the crime. Mm. And that would be sufficient uh, to, to lead to a death penalty conviction. Um, so we're talking about numbers of odds that vaccine, you know, against the innocence of vaccines in our, our study, the control group study, we're, we're looking at odds that exponentially exceed even those from CERN, the world's largest particle physics lab where, and, and in this instance with the control group study, you know, these outcomes are observed outcomes. They're not theoretical particles, okay? These are observed concrete numbers. Uh, we start with the baseline values for the controls who have had no exposure to vaccines. And then we group the ages for cohort comparisons with the 99-plus percent vaccine-exposed American population uh, which we can assume are somewhere close to 99% accurate. So if you're looking at national published disease statistics and 60% of the adults are sick, they have uh, 48% of them have uh, heart disease of some kind, 10% of them have diabetes. Um, and by the way, the adults in the entirely unvaccinated, zero heart disease, zero diabetes turned up right. in the adults mm. that are entirely unexposed to vaccines. And now we're come to find out diabetes is also an immune disorder. Mm -hmm. um, arthritis is an immune disorder. Asthma is an immune disorder. The numbers on our graphs, which if you go to the controlgroup.org, we've published the reports and the graphs. We've got some great graphs that people can look at. Again, the website is thecontrolgroup.org. Um, so when I say that uh, our current president, and I don't expect he's going to walk away from the White House, I just don't expect that. Um, our current president, when I say that he's being called to the carpet by our lawsuit, um, the evidence is profound and it's astounding. Uh, the differences in health outcomes are just staggering. Uh, now, the fact that we didn't find a single person with diabetes or heart disease or even cancer in our research doesn't mean that vaccines are the only potential cause of diabetes. What it means is that if you remain unvaccinated, and I ran the, these particular numbers just last night, if you remain entirely unvaccinated your entire life, you have a less than 0.01% risk of diabetes, as opposed to a 10% risk of diabetes if you are vaccine exposed. Now, of course, we did not delineate the levels of exposure within the vaccine exposed population. We just did a cut and dry 90, over 99% of Americans have had at least some level of exposure to vaccines, and this is what their health looks like. 60% of them after the age of 18 are sick, debilitated, and dying. That's the truth. 
we are now in an an urgent national emergency from non-infectious diseases that within on our current trajectories within five years will definitively collapse the United States of America if this trajectory is not altered very soon. And that is the basis of our request for a declaration of a national emergency. Because although the means of addressing the national emergency is somewhat discretionary for the executive, addressing it is not discretionary. It is a mandate. It is a requirement in contract law. Our president stood up there and swore an oath. Nowhere in that oath is it presumed that it would be anything less than a complete dereliction of duty to ignore this particular uh, national health crisis. When you look at the numbers of people that are dying every year from heart disease, which we know is being caused by vaccine exposure, Um, you can't look at something like the COVID thing, even if those numbers we were being given were accurate at, you know, what is it, up to 300,000 people in the United States are purported to have died from COVID, which we know those numbers are fake anyway. But even if they were real, we've got over a million people a year dying from heart disease, which we know is caused by vaccines. So um, it's it's there are layers to to how we're approaching this. We're we're obviously arguing the complete panoply of constitutional rights because you cannot, under color of law, strip Americans of their constitutional rights as a coercion in order to force them against their will to serve as an experimental medical subject. And this doesn't just apply to the COVID vaccine, because the fact is all vaccines being mass marketed today are still considered experimental. Mm -hmm. They're all indefinitely in what is considered phase four trials. Phase four is, is the phase where they unleash it on the general public. With the, with the idea that it's going to be surveilled right? For safety. Surveilled by what? The VAERS or Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, which we now know has an over 99% failure rate at collecting uh, the data relevant to side effects, injuries, hospitalizations, and deaths after vaccination. So a 99% failed reporting system is what they use as their science. So they'll take that less than 1% number of immediate side effects and they'll use it as their foundation to support the slogan safe or relatively safe or, Oh, don't worry. The side effects are rare. Just go look at the VAERS numbers and you'll see that they're rare. Well, no, they're at least a hundred times more common than the numbers that you see at VAERS. So if you see uh, in one year uh, the number of, of deaths reported after vaccination uh, with VAERS at 1,000, it's actually 100,000. 
That's right. And, and there's no law. It, it, it's even. at least 100,000. And those are just the immediate side effects. Because vaccines work no like a delayed there's incendiary no law for device. them to report it as a vaccine reaction. It's a joke. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we're, we've been 19 months in preparation for this filing. Mm. And um, it's a... Uh, it's it's an interesting time right now. We're going to be moving for a preliminary injunction in either late January or um, February. We aren't certain yet. We're following the judge's calendar and a few other moving pieces on the chessboard right now in terms of timing. Mm. Um, but as, as people already know, uh, the airlines and... Ticketron or Ticketmaster and, and and a lot of really, really big businesses have conspired and colluded to agree that they're all going to shut us out of being able to do business if we don't have the COVID vaccine certificate, which will also be used to track and trace us. Um, there are, there, there, there are going to be some delays on them executing this because they can't hardly begin this until there are enough vaccines to have vaccinated everybody. Um, but they might overlap. I, you know, it's, it's hard to say exactly where they're going to go with that. Um, but generally they're going to attempt to outlaw unvaccinated people from public life, uh, buying and selling Mark of the Beast stuff, man, right out of the Bible. I mean, it's, it matches perfectly. Um, so what's interesting is to see how the development of this COVID nightmare is actually increased our winability for this particular lawsuit. It's shined a brighter light on this nightmare of vaccination programs than has really ever been available to us in the past. Um, it's, it's, it's reached a boiling point. Like, you know, when Trump publishes one of his, uh, I'm a big success because I got the vaccine out there videos on his own channel, his supporters, Go on his channel and 95% or more, go find his channel and look at these. 95% or more of the comments on those videos are, hey, I love you, Trump, but there's no effing way I'm taking that damn shot. No way. There's people writing stuff. Look, we already know what the vaccines are for. Depopulation. You know, love you, but there's no way I'm taking that effing shot. And so this is MAGA. I mean, these are his supporters, and and there's no way on earth his social media managers are not noticing this. Um, everything's just so up in the air right now because we've got to see exactly exactly how this rigged election outcome is going to be handled. My my personal belief, and and based on things that I'm hearing and seeing, I I believe that Trump is and his team are doing everything they can 
to get our corrupt judicial branch to actually look at the evidence of election fraud. And so far, for the most part, including SCOTUS, has refused to do this. They're just saying, no, we will not look at this evidence. And there is profound, extensive evidence of election fraud, but they won't look at it. And um, another thing that's occurring during this fight is the deep state rhinos and everyone that's really deep into the Chicom money and influence, they're the ones rearing their ugly heads right now, whereas before this came to the fore, I mean, even Mitch McConnell, um, how you know, Senate majority, has been exposed. He came out early on and congratulated Biden on his win. And shortly thereafter, he got investigated. It was like, why is he doing that? We all know that this was there's something wrong with this election. Why why is he doing this? Um, and sure enough, found out the guys deep into Chicom money. That's the 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 head of the Senate. I mean, he's a majority leader, Republican, and yet he is begging for Biden to get into office, telling the rest of the Republican senators, shut up about the election fraud and endorse Biden. And then sure enough, you know, you scratch at the surface and you find out the guy's married to a Chicom spy. Uh, he's got, he's made half his fortune off of Chinese money. Hmm. And uh, so these are the people that are being exposed right now through this process. Horrifying time, though. So so my personal belief is that Trump's going to give the legal process every single opportunity he can to actually work. And only if it absolutely does not work at all and he can't find a single honest judge to actually look at the evidence, um, then we're looking at limited type of martial law rumors are that they're focusing on possibly um, having the military move into the swing states and confiscate the voting systems um, that were used uh, in order to get them properly evaluated because right now there are existing subpoenas in all of these states and the uh, voters, registrars, and secretaries of state are refusing to comply with those subpoenas so that the machines cannot be examined. Um, so, so uh, yeah, uh, it'd be really nice if we, had, we didn't have a fully corrupt judicial system. Um, but our country's been through this before. We had a SCOTUS back in Lincoln's time that rendered an opinion in the Dred Scott case claiming that human slavery was perfectly constitutional in the United States. That's how screwed up our Supreme Court actually can be. Um, and, and then that leads me into the uh, Jacobson versus Massachusetts ruling 
from 1905 that set us on the course towards ever-increasing vaccine mandates that have decimated the American population's health. Um, You know, they were just wrong. Uh, Interpretations of the Constitution cannot come to replace the plain language of the document, but that's what has been happening. The uh, Jacobson versus Massachusetts case led to the uh, later, within 15, 20 years, uh, it was used to support a, a legal finding that it was perfectly legal for the state to order forced sterilizations on anyone that they suspected might be genetically inferior uh, without due process. Mm. Uh, so, you know, SCOTUS is not the final arbiter of who our president's going to be. That would be the people. Um, and they're, they're, they're just not a branch of government that was given that much power to override the will of the people in an obviously rigged election and, and, uh, choose to hand our control over our military directly to the CHICOMs, which is basically what we found out would be happening if Biden were to take the White House. He and his family are so deep into Chinese communist money that there is no reason to believe he would do anything other than the bidding of the communist Chinese government. So it's it's a it's a it's a scary time that we're in. It's it's very um I guess it just comes down to good and evil, right? It just right. it's it's uh it, it, you know, in past times even the best of us today can look back at our past of how we were culturally deceived and led astray and how much time we spent in that gray area, thinking that it was a safe place to play, where you're neither fully good nor fully evil. You're just kind of, I'm a moderate, right? Well, now we've come to a point in history where that that place on the fence is razor sharp, and it will cut you in half if you don't choose a side. Right. We're really at that point. There's no more gray area to play in. There's no fence left to sit on. It's nothing but a razor. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, people need to jump. And I'm, I'm praying for those that have jumped onto the wrong side. Mm-hmm. They'll last a little longer than the people that got split in half. But not much. And uh, their eternal life's probably not going to turn out so good um anyway so give me some updates on how you're perceiving all of this and what kinds of uh movements have been happening on on your your side of these these battles well as you said good versus evil i mean uh matthew nolan who we fellowship with has tied it all into the book of revelation as clear as day he just finished teaching the whole book of revelation tying it into the covid vaccine and exactly their agenda 
Um, on our website, on the front page, we have an amazing brother, Brandon. He's also part of our ministry that interviewed Dr. True, who is our researcher, naturopath, and co-host of this show. Um, that's also on the front page of our website. It's called Interview with a True Ot, Ph.D. N.D., um, we've kind of merged our healing ministries, the one I have continued in honor of my husband. Uh, and then also Dr. True has Mother Earth Minerals out in Utah, the cleanest, you know, deuterium-free, six-time distilled water he uses to make his minerals. So he's a major scientist of, of father, of our creator. And uh, he's been, we've been reunited after over 10 years since my husband's passing, but he's amazing. And his interview with brother Brandon is on the front page of our website. Um, I vote for our savior. And I did this right after Casey passed away. I went to the local uh, voting booth and I made a box, Jesus Christ. And I checked it and I walked away and I haven't voted <laughs> since. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so I have not been, I mean, I, I, you know, from my perspective, through my experience, joy of being betrayed beyond betrayal with my first child, not only the injury, but then ultimately her death. Um, I have totally jumped in his lap, our savior's lap. And he has so clearly shown me that the powers that be the families, the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, Satan's children, literally are the puppets behind the show. I mean, I can't put yeah. any man ahead of our savior, you know, and, 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 you know, back then I called him with the J because that's what I thought it was. But I learned since then that that didn't come out to 1500. So of course we call him by his original Hebrew name, Yahusha and uh, Yahuwah as our creator. Um, so if anything, since we've talked last, I mean, father's just so clearly opened our eyes, tying it into his word. I mean, like I said, uh, under the uh, support link of our website is Matthew's book of Revelation teaching. And he did such a great job that he, you know, took a sabbatical for like six weeks praying of what, where father wanted him to go, which book he wanted him to go after teaching the book of Revelation and tying it in with everything. And he came back and now he's teaching the book of Acts because mm -hmm. we are his children, we are his bride. He's coming back for this. This battle's way too big for you and I. You're absolutely right that the COVID vaccine is the mark of the beast. I've been telling people this since the day my daughter passed away because father showed it all to me to get me to breathe. Yeah. I didn't want to breathe when I lost my baby girl. And he showed me flashes. He showed me flashes of my late husband's wisdom. I'm, when I met Gary, I'm like, where you been? God showed me you were coming. He made it clear to me that the vaccine would be that, you know, that choice that people would have to make to accept the mark of the beast. And Brother Brandon, um, on our support link, I have his uh, his uh, YouTube channel. It's hashtag much more truth. And then he's also one of our Covenant Calendar Club uh, hosts. He does a lot of great teachings under um, Yahuwah's uh, Servant YouTube channel as well. But he's tying it all in in detail. Matthew kind of covered the basics to the book of Revelation, but he didn't give all the details, up-to-date details like Brother Brandon's doing. And um, anyway, you, you'll love anybody listening to the show. Definitely watch the interview with Dr. A. Truott. Um, on the front page of our vacinfo website.org, vacinfo.org, but also 
also the support link because that's where we lay it all out with a lot more of the teachings and up-to-date teachings of exactly what's happening but um, this vaccine is the worst there is yet you know how anti-vaccine I am and I've been th since my baby's injury before she even this passed away when I realized she was injured um, yeah this, this, but this new is one is exponentially more dangerous than any of the others from what I can see much more because it's an mRNA it's a messenger RNA it's literally gonna take away people's faith in our creator they're gonna they're trying to turn us into artificial intelligence like the yeah iPhone. did you see that headline from one of the test subjects they were screaming they t they killed God in me yes. I can no longer yes. feel God Yes, and I think that's the second round of the vaccine. I believe there's a first vaccine that's going to cause, like, the girl, the, the nurse that passed out. And then I believe the second round, I'm not sure the details of what their plan is, but I think the second round is what's going to literally remove God from them. I mean, they're not going to be able, the VMAT gene, Brandon does a whole teaching on it if you go to his uh the support link. He does a whole teaching on, you know, tying it in scripturally. But, um, but yeah, they're, they're literally going to take, you know, people aren't going to have it's, father it's in like their life. It's like of the body snatchers. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's gonna, what's playing out right now. It's, exactly. They're going to want to die and they're not going to be able to. Yeah. That's where scripture talks about that. And and we covered that with Bethany um, and Chris at the very beginning of this whole COVID thing. So our radio shows, if you want to catch up on just the things we've been covering, um, they, they, they upload like today's show will be uploaded tomorrow. But we're we have some really heavy duty people that we've been forensic nurse, um, another nurse in the UK. We did the last two shows that are waking up. I mean, there's a lot of people waking up to what their agenda is and standing up to say no and fight um so yeah we, we haven't put um, a mask on yet it's coming to a, a head uh, uh very quickly here there's mm -hmm. there's no in between here um right. it's 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 scary to see how many people who are aware of the truth that are wearing the masks and going along with things that's just the precursor for the vaccine. They're seeing how many sheeple, you know, I, mean, I haven't put a mask on with yet. They know to be wrong. Not put a mask on yet. Yeah, um, it's, uh, you know, getting harassed by mask Nazis when mm -hmm. I'm out in public is the weirdest thing. It um, is. Are you familiar with uh, thehealthyamerican.org, Peggy Hall? Oh, she's wonderful. It's so cute yes, how she's she. always smiling while she's going, well, we'll just find a way around this and shall, around that. Shall we? <laughs> yeah, I, I love her approach and her attitude. And, you know, I love seeing so many other people out there fighting so hard. Mm. Um, and what the angle we're taking is... Um, we gotta we gotta get a shield across the country as quickly as possible um, to protect people from discrimination for their choice not to serve as experimental medical subjects. Um, and it's just it really is that simple in terms of what's going on and what they're trying to do and how serious of a violation it is. Um, so, you know, and I've heard the arguments like, well, but they're not really forcing you. Well, they're stripping you of your rights because you're it's coercion. I mean, 
it's this this discrimination denying equal opportunities in employment, education, uh, denying travel. All of these types of things are coming with the CB, exactly. and they're already here uh, for for many aspects, particularly for our children for education, mm-hmm. um, and and also many types of uh, employment, including serving in the military which we have several co-plaintiffs that are military families and um, we're asking for relief for them as well. Wow, that's wonderful. So how long do you think your your case is going to last? Well, um, the preliminary injunctive phase is pivotal mm-hmm. and that should move um, pretty fast, uh, two to three months, and we'll either have it in our hands. Well, I mean, even if we have it in our hands and even if it's by settlement from POTUS and he says, yeah, you're right. I believe this evidence and, uh, this needs to happen to save the country. And he issues the executive orders we're asking for, or even if the judge decides to, to say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and grant this preliminary injunction to stop discrimination nationwide against people who refuse to be vaccinated. Um, even if those things happen, we expect interveners from the pharmaceutical world mm-hmm. who will attempt to inject themselves into this case and make mm-hmm. it about them and claim that they have an interest. Well, if you're directly pharma, your only possible interest that you could argue is, well, I have a financial interest in making sure everyone's forced vaccinated. Well, those ones are going to be easy to get dismissed. Mm. Um, There are going to be some blue states. We specifically expect uh, the state of California, Gavin Newsom's Motley crew, to attempt to inject themselves into this lawsuit. Mm. Um, You know, and, and they're going to be able to substantiate that they have an interest in the outcome. Uh, but they're not going to be able to substantiate that any of their uh, reasons for for being interested have anything to do with public health other than an attempt to destroy it. I mean, think about it. We don't the government's never produced a single study on the health of entirely unvaccinated people. Mm-mm, they won't. They don't have a single number, not one digit, not one scrap of shred of anything with which to refute our evidence. That's right. And our evidence is fully admissible in a court of law. Just because pharma would never allow it to be published in their journals does not change the rules of evidence for a federal court. So we went around and around making sure that this entire data set and all of its results would be fully admissible in federal court. And it is. We even got a uh, woman, Pebsworth, Dr. Pebsworth, who she spent um, uh, eight years as the uh, head of the um, uh, uh, advisory committee for our United States Senate for their health advisory committee. And she's got a CV a mile long. 
and she came in and signed a declaration validating this uh, study. So, in, and we've got several others too, but she was one of the more impressive in terms of credentials. And so it's peer reviewed. All right. And it's published on our website. So we've got the, you know, we've knocked those two things off. We don't expect the 95% pharma funded medical journals to do anything but attempt to scandalize what we've done. So we weren't planning on begging at the doorstep of the problem of the beast, you know, Mm -hmm. please stop killing us. Uh, We decided not to go over there and just kind of go around them. Mm -hmm. And when is all this starting? What date? Uh, Well, we have the summons has issued uh, as of uh, December 14th. Um, service will be made on the attorney general for the United States of America, the white house, and also the local pro hack Vici U S attorney's office in Sacramento. So those are three places that need to be served to complete the summons that's coming up. It, it might already be complete. I, I'll have to talk to my leave council. Um, and then the next, so what that summons does once it's issued is it says you have 60 days to answer this lawsuit. The next thing that we we're doing is, um, and this is being finalized right now, but we're filing, uh, for a preliminary injunction to get some relief that will last throughout the duration of the lawsuit, the lawsuit itself and the ultimate full relief that we're asking for, um, God only knows how long that could last. Mm. But, as, as, you know, if we don't get the settlement we're after, but the preliminary injunction, injunctive relief that we're asking for is um, essentially on an emergency basis. And the COVID scam uh, has shined a very, very bright light on the urgency mm-hmm. and in particular, the fact of vaccines being experimental. Nothing could be more experimental uh, than than what they're releasing right now with Absolutely. this COVID thing, and and the FDA admits that it's experimental, mm-hmm. and, and that's where people get confused. They think, well, if it's FDA approved, then it's somehow not experimental. Well, no, these are not synonymous. They've approved of the use of something that they know to be experimental. And that does not, and our legislators have. Uh, our state legislators have stretched this approval to mean that they now have the right or the power or authority to not just eliminate our full informed consent, but completely eliminate the consent part and force us to take this. Mm-hmm. Well, um, my concern, we're, we're, we're coming up in the last couple of minutes now, Joy, um, my concern is, of course, on our front page, the Operation Lockstep from the Rockefeller Playbook. I don't know if you're familiar with that, um, but the phase one and phase two, they've already gone through. And then the third phase is if the majority of people resist the vaccine, a weaponized SARS, HIV, MERS virus will be released. A lot of people will die from this. It will be survival of the fittest. It will also be the ultimate push for everyone to be vaccinated in order to return to normality. Those who have not taken the 
vaccine or those who have taken the vaccine will be at war with those who have not. It will be anarchy, anarchy from all sides. That's my concern competing with how long it's going to take you to get this proof out to them. But we're going to for sure keep you in our prayers. We have a prayer warrior group every Sunday evening. So we will be bringing your case and your name and everything up to them. Um, but just thank you so much again, Joy, for giving us an oh, update you. and for all that you do. We love you. We appreciate everything that you're doing. And we know that, you know, the force uh, with you is much greater than the, the power with us is much greater than the force that we're, that's against us. And I know that he's the one that's given you fuel. And I just thank you for everything, Joy. Well, thank you so much for having me on. Um, one more time, the all the report and uh, the upcoming legal filings that are uh, imminent here are going to be published on the controlgroup.org. Again, the controlgroup.org is where you can find the report and uh, sign up to get notices on our legal movements. We do not send uh, spam ever, and uh, you won't hear from us other than here's something that just happened that you need to know about. Because once yeah. we get this preliminary injunction, we want everyone to know that it exists so that they don't give in to the pressure to get vaccinated. Excellent. Excellent. We'll definitely uh, add it. We have a, we have your website somewhere on our website, but I'm going to get it on the front page when I get back in town tomorrow. You know, go to um, our website and get the uh, graphs and maybe consider uh, publishing some of those on your own website if you wish. Okay. I will definitely do that. Well, thank you for being our guest today, sweetheart. We love you and y'all bless you, okay? God bless you. Goodbye. Okay, bye-bye. You're listening to Vic Fellowship. Our shows could be accessed on the front page of our vacinfo.org website. On the belly of a little boy flexing his muscles. We're on every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Our contact number is 800-939-8227. If you have any questions about today's show, you can call the voicemail line 862-800-6805. Leave your name, your question, and let them know it's for our What in the Cell is Going On radio show. We thank Progressive Radio Network for allowing us to give you this uncompromised truth. And God bless. 